Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word for the Day, we're talking about redemption applied and continuing this week thinking about sanctification. Um, now, I'll let you know that that these podcasts, though they're coming out after I gave my sermon, I'm actually doing them before I've given my sermon, before I've done my final review, before I give it. And so what I'm going to talk about today... I, I, Right now, I'm planning on mentioning in my sermon, but it might not get mentioned. So if you didn't hear it in my sermon, then you'll hear it now. But if you did, this will amplify what I wanted to say. And what I want to do here is, um, pro- probably this is this is ground I want to tread on carefully, because I want to do a little bit of deconstructing of one Christian tradition and kind of helping us embrace um, another Christian tradition that our Anglican tradition is part of. How's that for a mouthful? So many of us who listen, I know that attend St. Patrick's and probably listen to this, come from what I call a North American um, evangelical or charismatic or Pentecostal background. And the traditions we come from um, come out of the, the, the tradition called revivalism, which emerged um, somewhat in the 18th century, but really strongly in the early 19th century. And it's a tradition that has a lot of strengths. Um, one of them is revivalism has really, over the history of our nation, and maybe not so much now as we're kind of moving into post-Christendom, but been so excellent at making sure people are clear on the core gospel message, that they don't miss it, and explaining that clearly and inviting people to make a clear commitment to Jesus. I think the tradition has done that well. And many of us come out of it and we can point back and go, because of that, um, we really were able to be intentional disciples of Jesus because of that influence. So that's a good thing about it. And um, But, you know, there, there's some challenges that come up, and I could name some, but I want to talk about one, and it's in the area of sanctification. And the best way I know how to say it is this, and this comes out of my experience, but, but I think in those traditions, there can be a tendency to treat the gospel, especially those two truths that we are justified and adopted as sort of, those are the doorway to Christianity. But once you cross the doorway, they kind of don't matter anymore. So you don't hear about them again much. They're only communicated as the way you get in. And then... Um, what we would call sanctification really is about sort of just obeying God's rules because now you're a Christian and you need to go be a good Christian. Now, I'm painting in broad breaststrokes and I'm 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 overstating the case. There are within that tradition exceptions to what I'm saying. Please please don't misunderstand me. I really I really am not trying to um, be critical in a, in a wrong sort of way. And that's a tradition that's deeply shaped me. But I do think there's a tendency, and I experienced it, and probably many of you have, where, you know, we 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 get saved, that's by grace, then we need to get to work. And it's really about us just choosing to obey Jesus. And that's kind of all we're given to grow in Christ. And maybe we're encouraged to go to church, maybe read our Bible. And those are good things. I last episode I talked about those. Don't want to diminish those at all. But if that's a vision you had growing up, and maybe it's still kind of in the in the the DNA of your psyche as you follow Christ, 
that's a really inadequate and an inhibited understanding of sanctification. I mean, think about a couple different things that are that are distorted about that. One is that the truth of the gospel, especially as two truths or three truths, really that through baptism you're in union with Christ and you're God's beloved, that you are um, your status before God is pardoned and forgiven, and that's a gift, and that you're adopted as sons and daughters. Um, <clears throat> So those aren't just sort of doorway things. Those are the ground of our relationship with God for eternity. Our whole relationship is we are his beloved and we're welcomed by grace, gift, always like that. Sometimes that tradition can forget that. And then we get this message that we better we better get to work. We better straighten up and fly right. Some traditions is because that's how you're a good Christian. Others if you don't do that, you'll quit being a Christian and God will reject you. That's just not, in my view, New Testament or historic Christian teaching. But there's another thing that's deep, that's deeper, I think more important, and it's that kind of left her own resources to obey God. And so really, it's kind of one vision. This is the world I was in. It's kind of like, well, we're saved and we're going to heaven. So that's kind of settled. So now we're just here to only here to be witnesses, and so we better behave right so we can be a good witness. And that's sort of we just try to behave right. Here's the problem: you can do that with a few things in your life, but then you bump up to these sort of deep um, tracks of brokenness in your soul and psyche, and they don't go away quickly. And and either you. Um, kind of give into them and sort of give up trying to follow Jesus and maybe exit the Christian life, or you sort of pretend they're not there, you hide them from yourself or you hide them from others, and and you just sort of become sort of hard and self-righteous. But in the longer Christian tradition, the, the, the patristic and medieval tradition and the Anglican tradition and others like it, sanctification is this process of God lovingly working in you to make you into a person who loves him and loves others. And it's not where you're left to your own resources. God brings you into this new relationship by grace so he can, by his grace, over time, help you grow into Christ. And so, and so, the work of sanctification is just as much a work of God's love, a work of God's presence, a work of God's grace. And um, God, through the scriptures and his church, has given us resources, the means of grace, um, so that we can tap into his presence and power and work this out with his grace, his mercy, his timing, his gentleness. And he's not shocked by the fact that we're still broken when we are trying to live out our faith. He knows who we are. It says in Psalm 103 that he's mindful that we are but flesh. He knows we're finite. He knows we're sinful. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And his desire is to meet us where we are and lovingly move us forward. And that, therefore, leads to this last truth, this is kind of a long episode, sorry, but it, but but that 
this process of being sanctified, of being made like Jesus, of being transformed to a person who loves God and loves others, that's really our life purpose. In the, in the revivalist mode, if we're not careful, our life purpose can be to, to only go to heaven and help others get to heaven when they die. Now, I want to go to heaven. I plan on going there. I want others to go there too. That's really important. I'm not diminishing that at all. But between our baptism and the day we go to meet the Lord, our purpose for us as individuals that God has for us is to make us like Jesus and to transform us. And it's his work in us, his work for us, his work through us by grace. Hope that's helpful. Maybe it's more confusing for some. If it is, feel free to reach out to me. Like I said, I intentionally am painting in big brushstrokes. I know you could and I could name traditions and people who come out of the revivalist stream that would completely agree with what I'm saying. So I'm not so much critiquing that as I'm saying. I understand that sometimes when people come out of that tradition, they come out with this wrong assumption and it sort of it inhibits them from growing in sanctification. Hope that's helpful. God bless and have a great day.